Welcome to episode 40 of Known Unknowns. I'm Carly. I'm Harry. Judge Apatow presents This is 40 episodes of Known Unknowns. We're still sleepy today, but we're going to try to not be. It's been, like it. it's been a long week at work and a Ooh. long hike yesterday. It's been a, a long week of, at work. We're I'll a couple, we're, we're all tuckered out over here. Don't yell at people. This is for them. Don't yell at people at places who tell you to put your mask on. Let me just say, don't yell at people who are working right now. Especially if they say, put on a mask. Because, <laughs> uh... Sometimes I want to say, oh, you don't agree with that? Well, don't complain to me. I can't, I didn't make the rule. How about you write Mr. Governor Pritzker or <laughs> Ms. Mayor Lightfoot? Because uh, they're the ones who made the rule. But also don't do that because it's a good one. <laughs> That's right. But if you're going to complain, don't complain to me. Complain to the person who made the rule. Right. And don't yell at me and call me mean names. That's all. Yeah, don't don't yell at Carly and call her mean names for any reason. Whether... I was harassed at work, and then they still let the people in who harassed me, and I was like, "This seems wrong, but okay." Oh well. I shouldn't say that about my workplace. If anyone finds out where I work, this is not the zoo. <laughs> no, God, I said it. <laughs> no, I have. What what am I supposed to say if I post about my workplace? It's something like a disclaimer, like uh, they don't have anything to do with what I'm saying. These are the views of only of me. Carly and are not representative of her employer okay. or workplace. Great. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. boy. Well, if they caught that, well, then they know, but they don't. <laughs> Cause I didn't say anything. Uh, so what's new? An, uh, that was the well, a lot's new, Carly. You know what we didn't talk about for the past like two weeks? No, what? Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, I did know that. I did know that. That's probably what you were gonna say. Okay. I do know that we haven't talked about that. Do for you want to talk about it? Yeah. What do you do? You do you want to talk about it? She was arrested. Ghislaine has been. In custodied. In custodied. <laughs> yeah, where was she in? Where uh, was she at? Uh, well, now she, I believe, is in the same, uh, the same jail where Mr. Jeffrey Epstein got suicided. What do you think she'll get suicided? Um, I think it's possible. I doubt it. I'm, I'm skeptical that I mean, that'll well, happen. So I will. I saw a headline a few days ago that said that she had contracted COVID-19. So I think they're going to say that's what killed her. I didn't know that. I didn't see that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't remember. everyone in jail and prison getting COVID-19? Yeah, exactly. That so seems like, real. Uh, I mean, it's, it's entirely likely. It's also, I would, uh, I don't know. It's also entirely likely that they... That was part of their plan all along. <laughs> yeah, wait, where was she found? Uh, in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. She was arrested in New Hampshire. Yeah. 
Um, Do you know all the details? They aren't really releasing any of the details on that. They just kind of said she's been arrested. Yeah, there weren't That's many. That's it. Like there, in New Hampshire. There hasn't or, been any like visual like no like photos or videos of her like after or have been released of her, you know, in custody or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the, I don't think we, this is the woman who um, worked with Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein's Epstein. longtime confidant, at in, times lover, at, at the, times. In the article, they're like, his Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend. And I'm like, I mean, I guess. Did yeah. they actually ever date? I think they were like... I don't know, probably. But also, no, they just kind of worked together and loved together. They were lovers and assaulted and raped young <laughs> girls together. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, she had been in hiding, apparently. Well, I mean, yeah, she was in hiding in New Hampshire, Though there were, like, many conflicting reports of her being in hiding in, like, Paris or South America, Brazil, Africa, all over Europe and the Americas. There were reports that she was in hiding in Ohio with, like, former, like, Navy SEALs, like, guarding her at all times. She should have hid, like, in central Illinois. Yeah, no one would find her No there. one would have found her. Mm -mm. She could have That'd lived in a barn... In the middle of a cornfield, no one would have ever found That'd be her. the place to be. Oh no, she was somewhere in New Hampshire. I don't, I don't remember exactly where. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Arrest on second July two thousand twenty. She was arrested by the FBI in Bradford, New Hampshire, and charged with six federal crimes, including enticement of minors, sex trafficking, and perjury. I wonder if they knew where she was all along, but they were just kind of like, eh, "We'll wait." Ooh, a hearing to consider her application for bail was scheduled to take place on Tuesday, the 14th of July. Coming up, day after this episode is released. Ooh. Keep your eyes posted on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did you want to say? So what What do you think is going to happen with, the, the, with Ms. Maxwell? I don't know. Has she been charged yet? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was charged with six federal crimes, including enticement of minors, sex trafficking, and perjury. She'll get 15 years in prison. You think? I don't know. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Uh, she's For not going to get life. Yeah, she'll get, like, some prison sentence, and then she'll, like, name a few, like, names that, like, people... Yeah. Like, maybe, like, she'll, like, say, like... Oh yeah, Kevin Spacey was in on it because like he's already like, you know, people already don't like him and right. stuff, and like know that he was involved with them and stuff. And, like I don't know, he'll name like she'll name like a few like sort of like ultimately inconsequential names. You know, right. she's not gonna say like, oh yeah, I saw Prince Andrew like mm -hmm. having sex with these young women who I brought to him. But she'll say like, yeah, Kevin Spacey, or like, I don't she know, maybe... plead, did she plead guilt? Is she pleading guilty? She hasn't pled guilty to anything. She's just been charged. There's, yeah, she is has she a bail. gonna plead guilty though? I don't know. Probably not. So she won't name any names because I mean, well, if she pleads not guilty, she's not gonna be like, oh yeah, while I was doing these things. Right. Yeah. If she pleads, yeah, I'm just, I, 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 I'm saying that I think that she 
she will probably yeah make some deal and she'll like give a few give a few names that sound like sort of big but are ultimately like inconsequential like people already figured like them and they were like already like they were already canceled pretty thoroughly you know yeah so no no maybe she'll throw Alander Schwitz under the bus do you think she'll I don't hmm she wasn't she's not as uh I don't think sh- anyone will kill her. I don't think she'll be suicided. <laughs> no? No, Jeffrey Epstein it was a bigger case like uh, they were going if they if they would dig a little into him, they would have found a lot of stuff on people. I don't think they I mean, I think that if if they suicided Galane, it would be a little too it would be a little like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Too that obvious. Wouldn't... It won't. That yeah, won't so that's happen. why I think that she'll live and she'll like get, yeah, a like she'll get a fifteen year prison small, sentence. Fifteen to twenty was my thing, but yeah, I'm so, I think fifteen sounds about right. Fifteen. Yeah, because so she didn't. She's not charged for like murder or anything. Right. And they don't take sex trafficking seriously. Mm-hmm. So fifteen is long enough to sound like a pretty long time, but it's you know she. And they're going to make it sound oh, like she? all these things were pretty consensual. Uh-huh. So. Oh, she's 50. She's only 58. So, yeah, she'll, 15 years. It's long enough to seem like a long time, but she won't, like, die in prison, probably. Unless she gets the COVID. And she know. wasn't charged with, like, actual rape of any kind, right? Even though she I don't, did that. Uh, let me. Yeah, it doesn't say that. Yeah, not in the. I mean, it just lists. Yeah, she'll get like maybe fifteen years. I mean, it only then. lists a few of the things she was charged with on Wikipedia. Yeah, she's not gonna get much time. Jeffrey Epstein, he was gonna get like life in prison, wasn't he? He was probably never getting Ooh, out. Well, but the first time he had. was charged, he only got like a year or two. Depends right? what they could have got him for. I don't know. But what I think they'll be harsher for. on her because even the, um, even all the news reports like. They're like this horrible woman who did all of these things. They're like really just going at her, which she mm-hmm. is. Like she <laughs> right. is. I was gonna say she is a horrible woman who right. did all these things. No, no, no. She should be criticized this much. But Jeffrey Epstein, no one was like this horrible man. It was always like he allegedly had sex with young women, but we don't know. Like that kind of thing. Like we're pretty sure. No one yeah, really, I think there was... everyone just kind of knew he was a bad person. Right. No one was like, this piece of shit. Right. But with Ghislaine, everyone's like, I can't believe this woman would do that. Mm-hmm. But no one did that with Jeffrey Epstein, really. Yeah. Which I, they should have. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we need to watch. I mean, it was it was weird. It was hard with him because, like, it's, you know, he's definitely the kind of person who it's like, it's a good thing he died. Like, <laughs> you know, we're, I'm not like... Yeah. It's not like I, I don't know. He, it's not like he didn't deserve to get suicided, but like, also, you know, I mean, the reason that people were, it was hard to like be that, like, it was, it was, it was difficult to be happy about because you know, it all with him went well, like the investigation, the possibility ended. that he could like, you know, um, make it try to like get a lighter sentence. I don't. I don't yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So I think that either she's going to get coveted, 
Yeah. <laughs> she's either going to die of COVID nineteen. No, she's or get die of quote unquote COVID nineteen. Yeah, um, I don't think she'll. Or die. she will like go have like a bit of or have like a trial that maybe gets really very delayed for like three years, and eventually, like once you know, it has been strung out for so long that it's hard to make like a. It's hard for the media to like tell a coherent story about it the way that they want would like to, um, and then she'll get you know sentenced to enough time that it seems like a long time. I don't know. I don't know if she dies in any way. It'll be too suspicious. They're gonna charge her with something to make it seem like they're doing something about it. Right. And um, well, she's already been charged with stuff. Well, no, that she's gonna. Okay, then she's gonna go to. She's not gonna die. She's gonna. A sentence of something. Because right. they... That, that'll be the... Well, we did something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. She won't die. It's, it'll be a... Uh, yeah. You're probably right. But I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up she was just dead. Yeah, like, I wouldn't really be surprised either way. I wouldn't away. be surprised, but... I mean, I might be a little surprised. Mm-hmm. But then I'd be like, mm, no, it makes sense. They can get away with anything. Whoever they are. Yeah. All right, I see you're looking up the Wayfair sex trafficking thing. Yeah. Way yeah. In related news. Yeah, what do you know maybe. about that? I don't really know anything about it. Um, okay. So uh, so Wayfair, the website where you can buy like furniture online yeah and you get it shipped to you for free or something yeah something like that yeah where people were finding like um very basically it was that like wayfair was selling very overpriced um filing cabinets basically like nine thousand dollar filing cabinets why wait what (laughs) okay um and there had well there were various items on the cabinets that so basically so there were cabinets priced for like nine thousand nine or no that post noted that wayfair was selling utility closets from wfx that were priced at more than ten thousand dollars and offered child trafficking as a possible explanation um basically they there are various items on the web on wayfair that are priced for like really ridiculous amounts of money like uh people would find people for instance there's this uh picture here of like a shower curtain that's priced at nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars um that is like completely identical to another shower curtain that they also sell on the website for ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents okay um and so people uh decided that this was because they were secretly shipping like children in the cabinets or something like you know oh you, have, you pay away fair nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars for a uh closet. a closet with a particular name and you get a closet with a child in it in the mail uh, i don't <laughs> think so no you don't think so no well snopes agrees that. with you <laughs> yeah, that seems weird. I yeah, no. I people were 
people were like searching for diff you know items on wayfair with various names and then searching for and like finding parallels with like there were like missing children and teens with similar names to the items that people were finding on wayfair that are super overpriced i don't know about that no (laughs) Uh, (laughs) why do you think so no i don't think so I do not think that this is a real thing that is happening. Because <laughs> that's been a conspiracy for a while now. Yeah, no. That's I, been a theory, conspiracy theory for a while. I knew people have thought this for a while. Really? Yeah, I think so. I, okay, I didn't know that. Or maybe not. I thought it was a brand new thing that like, people for, for a while have thought that Wayfair was like a child trafficking thing. Maybe not. Maybe Wayfair was under scrutiny for something else that was a possible conspiracy theory weird uh yeah i didn't know anything about that before maybe not sex trafficking i don't know uh i don't know i don't know i don't know anything about anything but uh, you need to turn around so you can speak into the microphone thank you what i can't it's not hearing you all right fine you gotta speak into it um yeah, so basically, if you search for... Search for what? Any random... Okay, this... However, searching for just about any random string of numbers preceded by the SRC USA returns similar results. Basically, it's just coincidences. And, like, that Wayfair has, like, um, exorbitantly priced things on there because it's more of, like, a platform for stores to sell things than it is itself like a store i think yeah like an amazon yeah exactly and so you know people will try out various scams where they'll you know try to sell like an identical thing to like a hundred dollar item for ten thousand dollars and hope that people click on the wrong one by accident basically yeah uh i don't know do you think that this do you think that this conspiracy theory is in any way related to Ghislaine's arrest recently? No. No? You think so? I, I could... I, I, don't, I don't think so. My, my theory is that this is another... It's it's an... I don't know. I I subscribe to Brace's theory that Q, QAnon and Pizza, or Pizzagate was like a... Um, it was like trying to get out ahead of like the Jeffrey Epstein case to like make people thinking about like child sex trafficking like operations among the elites was like a crazy conspiracy idea because oh, they knew that Epstein was going down. Yeah, I mean, and so this I think is another attempt at a similar type of thing where oh, they're really? like putting out a crazy child trafficking conspiracy theory, promoting it to like draw attention away from and paint people who would, you know, talk about Ghislaine Maxwell or people related to her as, in, you know, as a, in a similar crazy light. I don't know. Yeah. Or it could just be that, you know, she's she's in the news, so people have trafficking on the mind. And so when it's someone just uh, put a couple of dots together and it took off. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that makes all of that make sense to me. I've, I've, okay. What? All of that makes sense to me. Yeah, good. All right, who's first this week? I don't remember. I don't know. I think it's uh, me. Is it you? 
I think so. Okay, you can go first. Okay. What you talking about? Well, I think well, let's figure this out first. I think it's me. Okay. Well, well, yeah, because I think I had to wait for you to get done, and then I ended last week. Right. Yes, that's right. That's true. That's, is that that's is that exactly true? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This keeps stopping, so I'm gonna have to click back regularly to okay. check if it's still going. Okay. I'm just gonna try to be really still. Okay, I'm doing. I'm gonna talk about DB Cooper. Ooh. Do you know about DB Cooper? Yeah, I know about DB Cooper. Tell the people about DB Cooper. DB Cooper's cool. And that's the word on DB Cooper. That's all. <laughs> Next. Okay, no, I'm gonna go. Ready? Yeah, dude. Can I go? Yeah, Doobie Brothers Cooper. Okay. So would. No. DB stands for. No. On Wednesday, November 24th, 1971, a man under the name of Dan Cooper, Mm. so Dan, bought a one-way ticket from Northwest Orient Airlines for flight 305. Hang on. Bless you. Ugh. Hiccup. That flew from Portland, Oregon to Seattle, Washington. Okay. Okay. Cooper was described to be in his mid-40s, wearing a business suit, overcoat, white shirt, brown shoes, and a black tie. He carried a briefcase and a paper bag. Before the plane took off, Cooper ordered a bourbon and soda. A very normal man. Mm -hmm. Around 3 p.m. after the plane had taken off, Cooper handed the stewardess a note. However, she just put it in her pocket. (laughs) <laughs> and said thanks and did not read the note. <laughs> That's funny. So once she put it in her pocket, Cooper said, Miss, you better look at that note. I have a bomb. <laughs> he passes her a note to be all discreet. And then she's like, thank you. Just puts it in her pocket. And then he's like, no, wait, ma'am, I got a bomb. <laughs> That's good. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's funny. Um, so he asked her to sit next to him, and when she did so, he opened the briefcase to show what ha- what appeared to be an array of wires and dynamite. Dynamite. Cooper then asked her to write down what he was saying and then take it to the captain. So he, so what the note said, yeah, <laughs> it what? said, I want $200,000 by 5 p.m. in cash. Put in a knapsack. I want two back parachutes and two front parachutes. When we land, I want a fuel truck ready to refuel. No funny stuff or I'll do the job. (laughs) No funny stuff or I'll do the job. No funny stuff or I'll I'll bomb you down. (laughs) Or I'll do the job. Cooper also asked for the money to be only in $20 bills. Ooh. Which is weird. So people don't, like, think anything of it when he spends it. That's true. When the flight landed in Seattle, Cooper exchanged the 36 passengers on the plane for money and parachutes. So he let Mm. the people off the plane, but directed the pilot and some of the crew members to stay on the plane and fly to to Mexico City, not New Mexico, staying and to make sure they stay below 10,000 feet. Hmm. Why 10,000 feet? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) William Scott, the pilot, told officials that he himself had chosen the route, not Cooper. 
So okay. I don't. Right. As the flight progressed, Cooper put on a pair of dark wraparound sunglasses, which would later be featured in his composite sketch. Nice. If you've ever seen the composite sketch, I think so. He has these like sunglasses that look like he just got his eyes like dilated at the right. um, <laughs> eye doctor, you know? <laughs> um, stop, stop picking at your toe. Somewhere between Seattle and Reno, Nevada. Cooper jumped out of the rear, rear doors of the plane with two of the requested parachutes and the money. He was never seen again. Bum, bum, bum. So, any questions so far? Uh, why do you only use two of the parachutes? Do you just leave behind know. the others? Yeah, I don't know. All right. Maybe he... I don't know. Okay. Uh, Before he jumped out of the parachute, though, he took off his JC. Out of the plane. Yeah, sorry, jumped out of the plane. He like threw off his clip-on JC Penny tie. Oh, that's isn't that cool. funny? <laughs> yeah, that is funny. A JC Penny a... clip-on tie. He just like whips it off and jumps out. <laughs> I like that. And I just think that's really funny. That is, that's a fun. Because you kind of picture image. him being like a really cool guy, and then he takes off his JC Penny clip-on tie. <laughs> <laughs> um hang on okay where did i stop here oh 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 okay after jumping the plane landed safely okay hang on i lost uh staff were questioned and the plane was searched for evidence the fbi found the black clip-on tie cooper left on the plane and they were able to pre- procure a dna sample from it if you hear weird noise it's the shower going in the other room but i don't know if that you can hear that i doubt it okay um so and then they launched the case known as norjack northwest hijacking norjack norjack that's cool more than 800 suspects were considered in the first five years but were eventually narrowed down to 24 24 yeah, Who flight. I don't. Flight attendant Tina McLeod and Florence Schaffner spent an extended amount of time with Cooper and were subsequently interviewed by the FBI. They both mm-hmm. remembered that Cooper was five ten to six feet tall, one hundred and seventy to one hundred eighty pounds, and had brown eyes. Other staff remembers. Other staff members noticed that his voice was low, spoke with no particular accent, and had an intelligent vocabulary. Hmm. No accent. Yeah. The FBI made the serial numbers of the $20 bills public in an effort to find the money, but were unsuccessful until 1980. When a young boy found a rotting package filled with $5,800 worth of $20 bills, the package was found at Tina Bar in Vancouver, Washington, where he was making a campfire with his dad. The $20 bill's serial numbers all matched the one put out by the FBI. So it was his paper sack of $20 bills. From this discovery, it was generally thought that when Cooper jumped out, the money fell into the Washougal River, making its way to Tina Bar, which it it would make its way, like, way down this river. Okay. So. Interesting. And then they, like, searched all the areas... On that little beachy bar area. Uh-huh. And they didn't 
They didn't find, find any more. remains or and then they searched the Washugal River where they thought it had like uh-huh. where he yeah, like jumped out and they didn't hmm. they didn't find like a body or a parachute or anything. No, or no other money. No, hmm. no other money. Okay. They didn't find anything else. Curious. Yeah. Maybe well, he lived then. That sucks that he lost all that money, though, if he did live. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had another 190 No, he didn't get all of the... He didn't get $200,000. Oh, they didn't give him the full 200000 How much did they give him? I don't know. I think he got probably around what he lost. Oh, really? I think so. I think they found the package or... I don't know. I think he got maybe a little under half of that. Interesting. So I don't know. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I want to know. I want to know how much money they actual, actually gave him. How much he got? Yeah. From the people? Yeah. So they didn't... I don't know. If they didn't give him the actual amount of money he asked for... Um... Download the cash field knapsack. I don't... I don't know. I don't know if you're going to find it on Wikipedia. I won't. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. Just look it up. How much money? To D.B. Cooper Steele. Yeah. He, it says he extorted $200,000 in ransom. No, that's not true. All right. I don't uh, think he collected the whole 200000 Okay. I don't know. Maybe he did. I don't know. Whatever. In 1972, letters were sent to the New York Times, the Washington Post, Los Angeles Times, and the Seattle Times, either confessing to the crime, eulogizing a recently deceased D.B. Cooper, or claiming to be his brother. However, most of these are thought to be fake. In November of the same year, Donald Murphy and William Lewis were taking it, taken into federal custody on charges of extortion and impersonating Cooper to write his tell-all story and sell it to tabloids. Uh, that's not that's, a good thing to do. That, that's that's pretty... the worst person to impersonate, a criminal. <laughs> yeah, but he's a cool criminal. Yeah, but you're going to get arrested. Yeah, I guess, if you'll find out who you are. Okay. And the, you know, uh, what's the term? Statute of limitations hasn't passed. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. So, something to note is that DB are not actually relevant to the case. DB Cooper. DB is not anything. The hijacker was referred to as Dan Cooper until reportedly a wire service made a mistake and referred to him as DB instead of Dan. (laughs) Because, like, on his plane ticket, it was Dan. Dan Cooper. Mm-hmm. He registered as Dan. His name was Dan. All right. His name was Dan Cooper, but everyone calls him D.B. Cooper because that's cooler. Yeah, it is cooler. Although Cooper was originally charged with air piracy, it was later changed to avoid the five-year statute of limitations. Air piracy. Air piracy. That's a good crime to do. Which would mean that five years after Norjack, he could not be charged. <laughs> I'm just thinking about air pirates some more. Oh my god, stop. A grand jury that indicted Cooper for violating the... Um, oh, a grand jury then indicted Cooper for violating the Hobbs Act, a federal statute designed to prevent extortion, which had no statute of limitations. This Uh. meant that no matter when Cooper was found, even if the FBI investigation had been closed, he could still be charged. Uh. Even tomorrow, if he was found, he could still be charged. Throw his bones in jail. But honestly, 
Who did he hurt? Yeah. Except he took people's money. But well, he did a cool thing if he lived. So I think they should just let him go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like a good thing, but it's it's a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Steal, hijacking a plane and taking $200,000 and then jumping out of the plane with your money. That's a cool thing to do. That's cool. That's a very cool crime. Commit Committing air piracy. How many people can say that they've committed air piracy? I sure, I sure haven't. I'd love to. I would like to commit air piracy <laughs> at some point. You could be like, yeah, I'm an air pirate. Yeah, bitch. I'm a sky pirate. I'm, I'm a, a sky, sky pirate. I've, I'm a, I, I'm a, I am ai can not think of a name. Okay. And now we're going to get into <laughs> some, I think, some theories of people who did it. Okay. You know? Yeah, who did it? Who so Richard McCoy, Dwayne Weber, and Kenneth Christensen were all suspected, Maybe. along with others. It was all three. Along with others to be D.B. Cooper. McCoy was suspected for similarities in his heist to Cooper's. Weber for his deathbed confession and claims made by his wife. And Christensen for his deathbed confession and connections to Northwest Orient Airlines. Interesting. Richard McCoy died on November 9, 1972, due to a shootout with FBI agents in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Kenneth Christensen died in 1994, and Dwayne Weber died in 1995. The case was finally closed in 2016, but the FBI is still willing to listen to any possible leads. So it said similarities in McCoy's heist? Yes, we're going to get to more in depth. Okay, good. So... Richard Floyd McCoy was D.B. Cooper. Richard Floyd McCoy. That's the first theory. Richard Floyd McCoy. Yeah, that is Floyd McCoy. This theory was popularized by Russell Callum, former FBI agent, and Bernie Rhodes, former probation officer. Hmm. Five months after Norjack in April 1972, McCoy was arrested for hijacking an airplane in a similar fashion to Cooper's. Both men were calm throughout the heist, passed a note to the steward about a bomb on board, both containing the phrase, no funny stuff, Hmm. requested four parachutes, and parachuted off the rear of a Boeing 727. Hmm. Nah, I think this guy's a copycat. Both heists occurred while... Brigham Young University was on break, where McCoy was a student. According to Callum and Rhodes, members of McCoy's family identified an object left on the plane by Cooper, although the object was never li- never publicly identified. So it wasn't the tie. It was a no, I, I don't know. They don't ever. They never announced it, but apparently McCoy's family identified an object that was. McCoy's that was okay. left on the plane. Yes. Although some believe that it was a Brigham Young University medallion. Oh. The claim has never been Interesting. verified. He's a, he's a D.B. So Cooper. Be a student. Yeah, he could be a student and a Mormon. But that doesn't make Mormon. sense because they said he looked like he was in his mid-40s. He's a non-traditional student. Yeah. Okay. People, don't, people don't only go... Not all students are in their 20s. But this was 1971. Yeah, but I think he was a young guy. I think McCoy yeah, well, was you, a young I, guy. I, I, a, a Mormon in his 20s looks like a guy in his mid-40s. Okay. All right. <laughs> However, the FBI eventually ruled out McCoy because he did not fit the description provided by the flight attendants. 
Additionally, according to FBI archives, McCoy was home with his family the day after the heist for Thanksgiving dinner. Dwayne Weber... Oh, the second theory. Dwayne Weber is D.B. Cooper. Okay. This theory was made public by his wife, Joe Weber. His wife. Joe Weber claimed that on Dwayne's deathbed, he pulled her close and said, I have a secret to tell you. I'm Dan Cooper. (gasps) I'm going to do that. Don't you dare. (laughs) After learning this, Joe apparently revisited clues in Weber's life Mm. that she should have known were suspicious. Interesting. Joe claimed that Weber would have nightmares and would sleep talk about leaving fingerprints on a plane. He had also apparently taken her to Tina Bar, where the money had eventually been found. Interesting. Weber's handwriting was also apparently found in the margins of a book about D.B. Cooper, and Weber also had a knee ailment that he claimed he received by jumping out of a plane. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. It was also reported by Joe that Weber had possessed an old Northwest airline ticket for no apparent reason. Hmm. Interesting. Right. I think this guy, uh, it, A, could be him, or he is just like a D.B. Cooper super fan yeah. who's really into him. And then like just on his deathbed, he was, he was just losing it. And he was like, you know. Just the it was yeah. just the ravings of a demented old lunatic. Probably, I, I believe it. Ralph Himmelsbach, a former lead FBI agent, professed that Weber does fit the physical description. He does fit the criminal background that I have always felt was associated with the case. But ultimately, he did not believe Weber was Cooper. Okay. <laughs> Kenneth Christensen. Was D.B. Cooper. This is the third theory. All right. Um, do you have anything to say about the other two? I think that they both maybe did it, but there are also other likely things that point to them not being the person who did it. Mm-hmm. So, Kenneth Christensen. This theory was purported by his brother, Lyle Christensen, and supported by author Jeffrey Gray. Lyle Christensen, brother of Kenneth, came up with the theory after watching an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Lyle was convinced Christensen was Cooper and even cited a deathbed confession from him that stated, there is something you should know, but I cannot tell you. <laughs> oh, that is a horrible thing to tell someone on your deathbed. I know. <laughs> I know, that's really funny. <laughs> you can just fuck with people. There's something you should know, but I can't tell you. I ain't gonna tell you what no, it I is. Tell you. But think about the, the wife who heard that, like, I have something I need to tell you. She probably thought that it was gonna be like, oh shit, he cheated on me or he has another kid. Right. And then he's like, I'm Dan Cooper, <laughs> the man that fell out of the sky yeah that would not be my first guess (laughs) how cool would that be though i'd be like what (laughs) but also bitch you should have put that together (laughs) i'm just saying maybe um christensen was a flight purser or a head flight attendant for northwest orient airlines okay oh my god people outside are being quite loud right now hooligans out there yes hooliganizing yeah 
Um, he also loved bourbon and bought a house shortly after Norjack occurred. Interesting. Okay. When Gray showed a picture of Christensen to a flight attendant that had interacted with Cooper, she agreed that it was the closest match out of all of the suspects presented, but mm. she couldn't say yay. But, like, I feel like if you spent hours with this guy, you as soon as you saw his picture, you'd be like, yeah, that was him. Yeah, right. Not like, well, that's the closest one you got so far. Mm -hmm. But also, this was at this point, like, 40 years ago or something. So, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, people's memories change and are over time and stuff. Mm -hmm. Fade. However, the FBI later debunked Christensen as the base on the basis that he did not fit the description and that Christensen was a paratrooper. And the FBI believed that Cooper was not a skilled jumper. Why do they think that? Well, I think we'll, we get into this on this theory here. Okay. Fourth theory. D.B. Cooper did not survive the fall from the plane. Okay. So this theory is widely believed, including by Larry Carr, FBI special agent. Larry Carr, taking over the case in 2007, had this to say about Cooper's flying skills. Quote, We originally thought Cooper was an experienced jumper, perhaps even a paratrooper. We concluded after a few years this was simply not true, end quote. Hmm. This was backed up by the finding that only one of Cooper's parachutes was a functioning chute. The other was a training chute that could not be opened. It was sewn shut. Ah. And the functional one was a military chute that could not be steered. So he was given four parachutes and he right. picked, he brought two yeah. not good ones. <laughs> uh, one that didn't open... And one that was, like, impossible to steer unless you knew how to... I mean, yeah, you can't steer it. It was like a military parachute or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. So, that doesn't sound very... Yeah. Probably, yeah. The weather conditions were also inadvisable for jumping. Carr said that no experienced parachutist would have jumped into the pitch black night in the rain with a 200-mile-an-hour wind in his face. Hmm. Wearing loafers and a trench coat. (laughs) Cooper also jumped over a wooded area with no visibility to the ground below as there was a cloud over at cover at 500 feet. Hmm. (laughs) However, Cooper's body and parachute were never found. So that's something, but they could have just never found it. That's possible, yeah. If it was a large wooded area. Right. If he landed on the top of a tree. Mm Mm-hmm. Four. I'd never make it to the ground. Maybe mm-hmm. the skeleton's still up there. It's, you know, little birds popping their little, little baby bird heads out of his eye holes. <laughs> so how do you feel about that one? Little squirrels playing the xylophone on his ribs. Harry? What? How do you feel about that one? I, I think, feel like it's the most logical one, but I don't want to... I want to believe he's, I think he this, was alive. I think this FBI agent wants to be the person to, like, solve the D.B. Cooper case. And the easiest way that he could think of to do that is say... Uh, nope. Uh, he didn't live. Case closed. There is no D.B. Cooper anymore. Yeah, where'd the... I guess if he did get $200,000, where'd the rest of the money go? Yeah. And they didn't find a body or a parachute. Yeah. Because, I mean, they knew roughly where he jumped out, and so we can, like, triangulate from that where he would have landed. But it also doesn't sound like they found any of the other $20 bills that matched the... Right. Number. Because if they did, they could conclude probably that he lived through the thing. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If you 
Are you going to, like, inspect every $20 bill you see? He probably, like, knew a guy who could help him change the change his money. Launder his money. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. I feel like you're not going to, like... I, I, I feel you're not going to go through, like, this whole thing if you don't have all your I's dotted and T's crossed. And, like, know how you're going to launder $200,000. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Well... Here's uh, the last theory, right. which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. D.B. Cooper worked as an employee at Boeing. Okay. That's the theory. Norjack was therefore an inside job. Oh. This theory is also widely believed, notal- notably by the online organization Citizen Sleuths. Okay. It's Citizen Sleuths is like a, I think like scientists who come together and just other random randos. <laughs> Um, citizen sleuths, so, like, some scientists took the tie or whatever, um, and just, they're, like, a real thing, like, because they were able to test the tie and do other stuff, so they're, like, a group of, like, I get, yeah, they're, like, people who know what they're doing. Okay. I don't think they're actually randos, I think, I think I read that they were, like, a group of scientists and stuff, and, like, other people who know stuff, smart people. Okay. Because they were able to test the tie, and you have to be somewhat... Yeah, you gotta be qualified somebody. to take evidence out of something to yeah. test. So, citizen sleuths discovered cerium strontium sulfide mm-hmm. uh, and pure titanium particles on Cooper's tie through the use of an electron microscope. Tom K., lead citizen sleuth, noted that these are what they call rare earth elements. They are used in very narrow fields for very specific things. Mm. Although these elephant elephants, <laughs> <laughs> although the, these elements were rare during 1971, they were being utilized at Boeing in the creation of an advanced supersonic transport plane. Interesting. If Cooper had worked at Boeing at the time, it would explain the elements being on his tie. Huh. Kay added that the tie went with him into these manufacturing environments for sure, so he was not one of the people running these manufacturing machines. He was either an engineer or a manager in one of the plants. Hmm. Kay believes that the key to identifying Cooper is the memory of a person in the Pacific Northwest who was involved with the aerospace industry at the time. He asks that any person who fits this profile should contact him through citizensleuths.com. Interesting. That's all I got. Yeah. So <laughs> the guy, is your, did your did your boss just disappear right after the DB Cooper thing? Did he look like DB Cooper? Because apparently the, I mean the um, the thing is the uh, composite sketch looks extremely accurate because these people, the two ladies who spent hours with this guy on a plane, mm-hmm. sat down for hours with the sketch artists to get the sketch perfect right so it's supposed to be very accurate hmm. it's not like they glanced at this guy they got a really good look at him right. they have like a composite sketch of him with and without his sunglasses mm-hmm. and they said they sat down with these people for hours to get it perfect so okay so db cooper the 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 answer could still be out there. The truth is out there. Do you think he's alive? I want to believe that he's al- that he lived through th- that he lived the crash. Yeah, I, I mean, doubt he's alive now, but yeah. I want to believe that he lived through the I crash. Would, I would like that to be the case. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But also, why are they still like 
trying to solve this case. He'd probably be dead by now. If he was in his 40s at the time, he's probably dead. Throws throws bones in jail. No, that's so... Why don't we just let it be? It's such a cool story. Yeah, well, you can't... D.V. Cooper, that's that's, awesome. That's a failure for the the FBI and people, the cops. They can't... That's a... It's an embarrassment to them. I mean, he didn't kill anyone. There's worse people out there. Mm Mm-hmm. And if he lived through all that, he's a cool person. For that's sure. awesome. Yeah, but that's all I got. All right, cool. What um, are you talking about? I'm, well, first I'm going to stand up and walk over here to get my water. That's across the room. Okay. Because I'm a little bit toasty and could use a sip. Okay. Okay, he's... I'm taking a sip of s- liquid. Liquid? Um, I'm talking about... Ghouls. Ghouls? Yeah. You know, no one known is the podcast where we talk about, you know, ghouls and ghosties and stuff. Yeah. And we've talked about ghosts a lot. Don't I know it. Well, we don't, we don't, we never talk about ghouls. All right. Talk to me about ghouls. I don't really know the difference. No, what are ghouls? What do you think of as a ghoul as? I don't know. I don't know. I picture a man in a white sheet. <laughs> <laughs> with holes cut out that's a ghoul that's interesting well I, I don't know i think well i guess in the modern west there really isn't a strictly defined like uh, widely agreed upon definition of what a ghoul is exactly you know okay it has various connotations i guess like a ghoul you know a ghoul is generally a bad thing it's malignant it's supernatural I saw a lot of cases grotesque and related to death somehow. Okay. But, you know, there's no, not, not in the West one definition for a ghoul. Um, to go, to find out where the, what a ghoul really began as, we need to go back um, well over a thousand years um, to the Middle East. Okay. The word ghoul comes from the Arabic word ghoul, spelled G-H-U-L. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> ghoul comes from ghoul yeah oh ghoul. that's interesting i don't know the, the english word for that we still use like to this day like that uh, you know it's just spelled different millennium later is like the same as like how yeah yeah oh that's cool yeah no they were a feature of middle eastern folklore dating back thousands of years to at least at least like before way before islam like began a th- became a thing that was like swept over the area in the middle east in the 700s um so it's at least like probably like 1500 years old or something mm. the the idea of ghouls yeah. um so in arabic folklore ghouls would like stalk there would stalk around the desert and like shift be they were like shapeshifters and they would lure travelers out into the wilderness where it would then kill them and eat them oh my basically. god what a lot of t- it would either they aren't just ghosts people don't just think they're ghosts nope Damn. they're not just ghosts well they're i thought they were just ghosts physical beings okay um so sometimes they would take the form of a hyena apparently and somehow like attack people a hyena, a hyena okay. or they would take the form of like a beautiful woman and then they would of course they did you know lure people away from the beaten path and murder them and eat them but wherever they went like whatever shape they took they would always leave behind like um the 
hoof, hoof prints of an ass. Hoof prints of an ass. Yeah. Ass prints. Ass. You leave behind ass prints. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And so that's that's where ghouls like originated. Um. They came. They yeah. They existed in Arabic folklore for like a long, long time, and then they came to. The concept of ghouls and the word ghoul came to the West in the 1700s um, when the 1001 Nights was translated into French in the early 1700s. Um, This guy Antoine Galland, or Gayand, Antoine Galland, took many liberties with the translation and in bringing the ghoul to the West modified them slightly so that they also roamed around graveyards and ate the dead. Oh, (laughs) so he just made this up. Yeah, he basically, yeah. So the 1001 Nights is a big, it's a big book of um, Middle Eastern folklore, basically, Um, really. And he took liberties when he translated it? Yeah, he translated it into French and changed stuff. Okay, like, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, he kept, like, the basics of a lot of it. Well, but that's he... stupid. I want, like, an actual translation of it first. <laughs> I, I think since then there have been more. Then you act... can take your little liberties. There, uh, since, since then there have been more faithful translations of it. But I the Thousand and One so. Nights is where, like, a lot of, like, famous, like, folklore comes from. Okay. Or has been included in it. Um, or a lot of at least famous Middle Eastern and Persian, Indian, um, take some like Greek stuff, Arabic, Assyrian, Akkadian. Um, actually the term ghoul before it was Arabic might even date back to, um, like this Assyrian, wait, where's that? Where's that page? Sorry. No, no. Akkadian, Mesopotamian mythology. Uh, the, the Galu was the name of an Akkadian demon in ancient Mesopotamian mythology. So, like, ghouls, like, the word ghoul, like, dates back to, like, the beginnings of, like, civilization, basically. Uh, what did they think ghoul was? Uh, well, it, the word ghoul comes from Galu, which was the name of a demon. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, ghoul yeah. is a, okay. They're like a demonic being that, uh... Yeah. stalks around either the wilderness or graveyards and so when it once it came once the word ghoul came to europe um it evolved more in some traditions it got lumped into like their other like fairy lore and stuff they were they were more things that would like try to with you know with like bog lights and stuff lure you off the path bog lights. to to eat you or whatever um in some versions of um, I don't know, either Arabic folklore, the ghouls, um, originally they were like, they were sort of like doppelgangers apparently, where they would, except they would prowl around cemeteries to eat the recently dead. Hmm. And then once they'd eaten their fill, they would temporarily transform into that person, um, for like a few hours and then experience their memories and fragments what? of their lives. That's dark. Yeah. And Who then came they up would, with that? return to their monster selves at dawn i don't know where that came from i just that's crazy i was that's actually that that was that's a comment on a reddit thread and that's like why i decided to (laughs) read about ghouls for this week oh 
Because it was a post where someone was asking about like cryptids from the Middle East, and people were saying there really aren't that many. But or, ghouls. Except, yeah, and this was, guy was like, ghouls are from originally from the Middle East. Hmm. Yeah. Some smart people on Reddit, let me mm-hmm. tell you. And what? That's, nothing. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I think that would be a really, I don't know. I think that's a cool like concept of like them eating a person and then like having their memories for like a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of dark. Like if I would like, I don't know. I feel like that should be like worked into like vampire mythology where like if a vampire like drinks your blood, it like gets your <gasps> memories or something. That's cool. Or, like, yeah. I don't know, some version of zombies where that happens. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I'm like, thinking zombie. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, in like a, in a so in a lot of popular culture and stuff today, ghouls are seen as pretty similar to zombies, um, like in Dungeons and Dragons and similar games like Final Fantasy and stuff. Um, ghouls are they're like undead humans who like are they like reek of like you know rotting like flesh and stuff ghouls are undead humans yeah undead like old rotting humans yeah basically um so in in dungeons and dragons at least oh um and they are able to paralyze anyone they touch what um and so they they not only eat the dead but also prey on the unwary living um and so uh they ghoul that's ghouls or you know ghouls show up in other video games like uh i don't know middle earth shadow of mordor um and various and there's a 1933 british film entitled the ghoul where boris karloff plays a dying egyptologist who possesses an occult gem known as the eternal light which he believes will grant him immortality if he's buried with it (laughs) who Um, wants that just die. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, his his bickering, covetous heirs and associates um, want the jewel for themselves. And so when someone does go and take it from his grave, uh, Boris Karloff rises from the dead and terrorizes them, basically, as a ghoul. <laughs> Oops. Uh, in J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series, ghouls are harmless creatures that live in the homes of wizards, making loud noises and occasionally groaning. Oh. A ghoul resides in the attic of the Weasley family's home as the family's Ooh, pet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. In there. Uh, they, show up, they show up in a lot of other books and other things. But I don't know. I think I just, I didn't know that ghouls were that ancient. And that yeah, the idea yeah. has, and that the concept of them has stayed that, like, consistent for so long. They're still, like, you know, grow weird gross like beings that try to eat people basically i don't know yeah i never knew that that that's what a ghoul was at all yeah i mean it's sort of it, the the definition of a ghoul has kind of has like lost definition over time now there's yeah like i said at the beginning you just kind of say ghost and ghoulies mm-hmm. ghouls and ghosts yeah there's like, no they're like kind of lumped in together but mm-hmm. they're not really a ghost yeah there's no real wrong thing to classify as a ghoul i guess <laughs> in ghoul. these days uh you know yeah we use the term ghoul to describe anyone like overly interested in like death and the macabre a it's a kind of ghoulish to you know oh yeah ghoulish is like talk about what about know, goulash 
Goulash. <laughs> I don't think that's related. I you think don't know that. That, that. Is, that that's less an Arabic thing and more of a um, European thing, Eastern European thing. Nah. All right. Maybe you're right. Goulash. Wait, I might be wrong about what goulash is from. Okay, it doesn't matter. I want to be accurate about things. Okay. Uh, I love me some goulash. That's from Hungary. Okay, cool. That's that's Eastern Europe. Goulash. Goulash. It's made from ghouls that they uh, lash. I want to make goulash. So hard they come to pieces. Classic goulash. Goulash is a soup of meat and vegetables, usually seasoned with paprika and other spices. The meat of humans. Originating in medieval. Regurgitated from ghouls after they eat your flesh, (laughs) bitch. Yeah, you're right. That's what it is, everyone. All right. Wait, was that your whole story? Yeah, pretty much. That was like 15 minutes. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I don't know. I just wanted to talk about ghouls a little bit. Oh. There's not that much to tell about them. Okay. Well, I would have made my story a little longer. But I'm tired anyway, so let's yeah, keep exactly. this episode short. All right, cool. All right, is that it's all we have hour. to say? Yeah, it's yeah. been an hour. It's a good time. I don't really have anything else to say. I don't either. I just now remembered what I was going to do this week, though. Oh, okay. That I, for- that I forgot. All right, well, next week, do that. It's Write a it video down. game. Oh, cool. Is it a real one? Yeah. Oh, cool. We should play it. Or well, no. no. Okay. I'll explain later. All right. I don't want them to know. I want it to be a surprise. Okay, next week, get okay. ready for Carly's video game. Unless topic. I forget. Unless she forgets again. But just say it's supposed to be a video game topic. It's supposed to be a video game topic? Just just do that when I'm like, I don't remember what I was going to do. Okay. <laughs> cool. But I thought of it when you said something about a video game. Mm-hmm. Like something in a video game. Anyway. This, I've been Harry. <laughs> I'm still Carly. This has been Harry. Uh, and this has been no... No, no I say no yep, unknowns. Sorry. Oh my God. Okay, start over. I've been Harry. I'm still Carly. And this has been... No unknowns. Red Sky at Noon. Sailors read Frank Herbert's Dune. Because it's weird out there. Bye. Bye.